0: And on the topic of bits, let's erase any doubt. Todd's almost always joking when he says, edit it out. The intro goes long, because Todd's so big hearted. Other podcasting before his get started. The intros are recorded on a phone, but don't worry. The audio of the show is at a higher quality. You know the Podcasters Association. Voted the time Glass Show with number one. So, welcome, welcome to, to the show.
4: Well, well, well. How are you? Uh, well, today's opening is going to be short and sweet. And sorry for the air conditioning noise in the background, but I'm in the studio and I got the air crank. It's a little hot out today. Today was fun. By the way, I'm about, to ready, I'm about ready to start having one guest in at a time. I have a gigantic piece of plexiglass. It's literally five feet by eight feet. And we're going to put it right down the center of the table. Obviously, I, I, the conditions have to be right. And uh, I listen to facts <laughs> and um, educated people And when it is time. But I think it's pretty close to have one person. One person I think we're ready for that And um, until then, I'm enjoying You know, doing it by myself It's different I started to call I, st- I called a few people uh, On this episode Talked a little longer than I normally do Next week, we're gonna do it again So, alright, well, hope you're enjoying the shows And uh, I got a little something for Anybody who this is their day Oh Roll in the show. It's a solo Todd Glass show. The
0: only guest is the host, and Todd is the host. Wow.
4: Did you miss me last week? You did? I missed you. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Thursday night gets me down, and there's no show to be felt. I close my
4: eyes and soon I Oh I called uh, doctor a doctor and he I asked, is is listening to my own jingles and enjoying it bad? And he said he'll get back to me. Fine. In a playground, my well, why is it wrong if they put me in a good mood? They happen to have my name in them. Okay, that's a little extra fun. But it's just they're happy songs that Joe does. They're not lies. All he does is listen and tell a story. I don't know. To me it's to me it's like, oh, is it wrong to paint a picture of yourself more handsome than you are? No. No, is it here's the guy that gives the worst analogies in the world. No, is it wrong to paint a picture of yourself and make yourself with a completely different family and you make yourself 30 years younger in a picture you draw of yourself? No. No, that's normal. Everybody does that. Yeah. But I did. I called them and I said, uh, you know, uh, if I had these songs, well It does tell a story. You know, you can't just take them for granted because Joe McKenzie is not going to be around forever. I mean, how much longer does he have? No offense, but he's an older guy. He's probably 36. What's he have, another two years tops? No, I think about that. I think about that Joe's not going to be around forever. I think he's already just not really getting out of bed that much. You know what I mean? He drools. Writes a song.
0: With the family last and the family place and touching the song all day. His name is Podcast. He has a podcast
1: after my favorite right
4: Can you do me a favor and be honest? Because I know you're not gonna be in here all night. Um Would you mind telling me if you could close your eyes? And honestly, close them. I mean, um, (laughs) he really closed them. But that's good. You know what? I always like when you get into the bit. Thank you. Um, A sound expert. What was the ep? Ep, ep. Uh, Tell me when Joe stops and I start. Because I don't want to. you try to make me feel better. But there's a point when I'm going to just take over singing. Tell me if you notice it. I'll just do it. Then we'll fade it out. You go now. I could just play Joe all the way to the end, and don't try to guess what you think I'm going to do. A lot of people think, "Oh, he's just going to play Joe all the way to the end." I'll tell you the truth, but just just try to guess. Two two testing one two testing one two. What happened? (laughs) There was uh. Loop music on it. When when uh, the one I played and I, and I asked him if he could loop it, I said it's already looped. Maybe it's this one. I think he's trying to mess with me. The other one had a loop. I swear I'm not crazy. I had the whole bit plan. Thanks, Joe. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Joe. So anyway, uh, hello. Let's take one thing at a time. I'm excited to be here. I do. Truth. I get energized when I come back here. Like I was a little tired in the house. And then I always come back here and I know it. I know it. I mean, I had six cups of coffee. No, coffee doesn't do anything for me. My parents used to give me coffee when I was little to to quiet me down. Because it worked reverse for me. Truth. To George Carlin. Truth. Truth. You know. I just phase and over. Phase and over. To truth. Phase and over. Phase and over. Woo. The rest of the show. So um, just uh, truth. Um, yeah, there, there was a cup of coffee it would, so I was a lot of coffee, but it just the only cup of co- coffee that keeps that gets me going is the one I have in the morning. I don't know why it's that first cup of coffee, and I might have a second cup of now I just do decaffeinated because I know it's just I just want the hot cup of coffee after dinner sometimes, but it doesn't do shit at night. Nothing. So I figured, well, why have the caffeine anyway? So I've been having decaf. But the one in the morning for for 15, 20 years. I'll know in 10 years. I'm only 10, you know. I'm young. I'm going to go real young instead of uh, just, you know, 34. Who cares? Who gives a shit? You know, there becomes a point when lying about your age. No one gives a shit. You know, you know, he's 88. He's not 88. He's 90. Oh, was he do that to sneak in? To 88 Oli
0: parties?
4: (laughs) 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 I'm having so much fun! (laughs) You know those comedians, they're laughing at their own act? I'm not talking about looking engaged. That's what performing is. But it's not faking spontaneity. How do you do that? How do you do that? There's a little bit of empathy. I mean, not empathy, but like that's got to be work. <laughs> I never said that before. <laughs> I meant... <laughs> All these thoughts are just coming to me. <laughs> At one point, the audience is like, he's having more fun than us. No, people like that when they see it once. Because they I know what it is. It looks like someone is... People, comedians do ad lib. And when you catch it for real, it is entertaining. I've seen a comedian that I know genuinely improvising on stage. Not an improviser, but within his act. And he makes himself laugh. And I, I love it. Because it's okay. If it's genuine. And the audience thinks they're seeing something special. And if they are, it is special. But if it's someone that... So they don't know. They like it. And then they come back the next time. They might not be able to verbalize it, but they come back the next time. It depends the 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 magnitude of how much of that is in their act. There are comedians that have a touch of it, and you still yeah, you probably try to get rid of it. But some it is their whole being. And I would imagine you come back and you're like, wow, that wasn't wasn't as good as the first. <laughs> and third time you're fucked. Second time they might forget. People forget a lot of stuff. They don't know. You might fake lean on the piano and then make an ad-lib about it and you do it every night. They might forget. But they might third time, they're going to go, wait a second, this is the same... What's he cracking up at? Or she. Or them.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay, so... What I'm saying is, I, we're we're ready in the studio to do some changes, and you're hearing the music coming through the house, and then, even though I'm the only one in here, we have the other mics on low, just to pick it, pick it up, the ambient sound. Is that the right word? Yes. And uh, I have to may pretend you're not here, because when you're, you're going to be dead. And you're going to be with Joe McKenzie, all of you are going to be dead. Boy, would I love if everybody died before me. Woo! I would get a kick out of that. Oh, my God. Your girlfriend's brother died. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Everybody was saying, "Oh, Todd, the difference, you know, the A ah, Woo, <laughs> good news. Well, my doctor knows. Anywho, whatever we're talking about, does it really matter. Let's go in a different direction. <laughs> oh so um, so I talked to Aristotle. He's doing great. I mean, we never talk that much. I'm always afraid he's in a hurry to get off the phone. And I hope he hears this. I think Aristotle's too busy for me, and it breaks my heart. I don't want to talk about it! Past, so I was talking to Aristotle about coming into the studio. Is he comfortable? And I talked to Blake Wexler's girlfriend, Julia. Her name is Julia. Um, she writes articles for the Huffington Post. No. Was that Huffington Post? A few a few. A few publications, I think, Huffington Post. And she became put in charge of writing about the coronavirus. So she talks to doctors and scientists. And it's really... I don't want to take advantage of it. But as you know, it's nice to have a... And you get clean answers. They make sense. And guess what? There's hope. Meaning, in the truth, there's hope. It, it might take longer than we all thought. But when you talk to someone who just is, you know, well-read and... And uh, talk to a lot of experts, you know. Maybe people just think experts, oh, experts. I think that's what it is. Even though they benefit by a lot of shit that experts. Like there's probably, oh, you know my theory on this. It is so funny that like experts are why we have medicine. Experts are why anything happens outside of just beating each other with a stick. And getting a boner in the woods. I'm not afraid to get political on my show, <laughs> so um, so I talked to Aristotle, and uh, oh, I don't remember what I was talking about. Why would I say boner in the war? Um, so we're we're there, and then I say I talk to Aristotle. Hmm. Oh, experts. Oh yeah. So so thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm saying thank you to myself. Thank God I remembered. God, I'm so good. I do it all by myself. All by myself. I do it, folks. I never ask for help. I remember where I'm at because I'm strong. I don't need help from a loser. I remember every time. It came right into my head. Boom. Experts. I'm like, bang. Bang. So um, this has to do with Aristotle. I'm tying everything around. Folks, don't let me lose you. And if you're lost, then maybe you better just take off because I ain't got the time. Uh, but we were asking her questions about having Aristotle, me, and Tech Jonathan in the studio. Now, the doors can open up. The the I can uh, really open up the front of it because they're just like sort of sliding doors that have big, like, uh, big, you know, uh, like theater curtains over them, you know, big, thick, and like four rows. I just got all these old ones and there. That's where that – I didn't know what to do on that wall in the studio. The other walls are all like barn-type material, and then there's the stage. But that wall were the two barn doors that slide. They're like – they seem like they're like nine feet by nine feet each, and they're big, and they're on rollers. So that could roll open. And I wanted to know things. Is that better to have it open? Is it better to have the big fan on? Uh, how long should I stay out of it? And I'm not going to go into that now because it doesn't matter. But you get clean answers back. And they make sense. It's funny when you hear the truth. It always sounds... It's always... You just know it. You just, like, when people used to go on David Letterman that I thought were well-read and fair and decent. You're like, wow, everything, they, and everything that came out of them. And, and it's a compliment to Julia. Now, I'm not saying she's uh, great. But this part of her, I'm digging I hope she listens, and I hope Blake finds out about me and her, because it's hot. No, we're, we got something going on. I could tell. She'll, like, a lot. <laughs> All right. So, there you go. Oh, so uh, so if we can get the three of them in here, what the best way to do it is? So that's that. I found the answer to that out. Now we're going to do it. So a lot of these sound things. I mean, I can't believe it's been as good as it's been. But there's some things we're just leaving. Like I want to get the music to come through the board, and I, that once they're here, and we have two brand new speakers, and the board's going to get redone. This is a lot of just a lot of fixing up. And I've ordered the stuff. So when they come, I got a new mixing board, mixing board. Sometimes I hear myself talk. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be nice. And then they're going to, it's already labeled. It's already incredibly organized in here, but it's just going to go to another level. And then they're going to videotape a few standard things you want to do on the board. Like just put the phone on it and go, all right, this knob goes here, that knob goes there. And then we'll label it. We'll put it in a file in the email. If we ever want to know, how do you do this? Or what if you're this? Or, you know, it's just a few standards that sometimes you can space on. You know, what brings it in through the house? You just watch a video to bring it in through the house, and you just boom—you just shows it as you talk it, as you shoot it. I got it all figured out, stats, stats, stats.
0: All
4: day. My name is Todd Glass. I got a podcast Fridays at nine Marin McGan OK, open your eyes. Don't try to fucking guess what I did. Did I at the end? I could have played Joe's all the way out. Or I could have stopped, and maybe to you it was very obvious, and I started to sing live. What do you think I did? No. It was me at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joe, I'm telling you, I sing like Joe. Even his wife admits it. Oops. Well, oh, I hope Aristotle doesn't forget to edit this out. <laughs> so, by the way, someone asked me on Cameo to explain, uh, explain what my understanding of racism is, what I've learned sh- in a short period of time, and, um, and systemic racism to their brother, and you know what? I take the challenge very seriously. I tried it last night, and um, I, can, I, I sent one. I sent it. But now I feel like I can do a better job, and I want to message him and tell him I can send him a better one. Like, that's what I was thinking. Do it tonight, like, before they give it to their brother. Is this making sense? I go Because I thought about it. I can do it better. There are two cleanups. Matter of fact, I should do that, like, right now. Mm-hmm. Hold on you understand what I'm saying, everybody? Are you with me? Are you? Yeah, so uh, take the challenge. This, and, uh, and it was nice. It was definitely nice. Well, it helps if someone likes you. And they said that he liked my comedy and, and that he, is, and he, is a, he listens to the podcast. Said something like not all the time, so I don't know why they had to point that out. I could have left it out. By I someone in the room, oh, yeah, they said sometimes you make it look like, and he loves the podcast. What if I edit this out? I honestly, edit this out. All of a sudden, you just hear. So I got a cameo. This person sent me a cameo. They're going, We want you to try to explain to my brother what raci- any racism is. And systemic racism. And uh, they, they asked me to do it. And, and they said, we well, think he'll listen to you because he fucking loves. Like, they took a big crown because they uh, hand wrote this letter. You know when your bit falls apart? <laughs> Why would you have crown? But you try to fix it because they drew it and then they took a picture of it and they emailed it to me. And it says, T-, and he dresses up as me. He dresses up as me. And and this is sick. <laughs> I make it up, and then I accuse him of being sick. But this guy's obsessed with me, and they said, okay, that part is not true, but the part is true that I was asked to do it. And, um, on Cameo. I hope I do a good job, and maybe I could do it for some other things. It's different. Can I tell you the one thing that I do apply? There could be 15 different things people would ask me. Most of them would all start with the same exact preamble. That... Um you you know and i 'll do the short version right now, very short, but basically making them comfortable enough to say they don't want to know the opposing view, and you got to lead with something that you don't want to hear the opposing view. You try everything you can do so they 're not going to just want obligatory go of course, I want to hear the opposing view you got to do it with respect and dignity, so it 's not really me explaining it it's me explaining what they need to do if they genuinely want to know one, they have to be brave enough, no matter what it is. It will preamble with something like this. And you have to be comfortable enough to say, no, I want to know. But you've got to be comfortable. This is n- you can't make someone get a bachelor's degree, especially when they're an adult. You can't make someone, you know, you can't, if you, if, you know, what I mean is like if you wanted to be a, pl- if whatever you wanted to do, if you wanted to be a plumber, I, would, I hope you wouldn't be, depending how old you are, begrudgingly, you know, learning. You're learning. You definitely know more than you did, but... Well, what? You want to be whatever it is to, to go, yeah, I want to be, like, the best. I want to maybe open up my own business, whether it's a doctor. I want to be... Whatever it is. A teacher, you know, you want to... No, but Nobody went, Yeah, oh, I mean, I'll learn, I'll listen, I'll learn, I'll learn. So if that's... You know, no, because then it won't work. Nothing I say. So it's that. That's the one everyone will start with. This will probably be the last one I do. All right. Um, you know what I realize about living... Um, living, I, I started to do these Instagram things called Living Large with Todd Glass, and I want to start them up again because I realize what I'm obsessed with, and it is not. Look, this is not in competition with food that is homemade, and uh, to what extent it goes, you know, at certain extents it gets really homemade, and uh, you taste it. It's not that you. It's not to go. Oh, it's not to go. Oh, it's overrated. No. No we've all had variations of that type of uh, you know like oh, we grew the green beans or you know it doesn't everything some people one thing is but I know what it means to be the, i'm not I'm not the fine quality, not the fine quality is what I'm trying to say, but I am saying that regular stuff like a, a pizza from vaughn's is is underrated because you take it for granted, and I know because I've been buying them and I'm like, I'm not going to not enjoy it and may pretend that it's not fucking amazing Uh, is is not appreciating something that is so to be appreciated, like, and take for granted. But, like, you know, I'm just in the presentation, but if you take, sometimes I'll take a pizza like that and then maybe I'll put some spinach on the top. Sometimes I'll do nothing, but you take it out of the oven. If you put it, like me, I'll put it on, like, a chopping block and put it on the table. And it's the crusty. It's it's like when you get pizza from a pizza place that the 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 the, the, um, the crust is a little. It doesn't have to be crunchy all the way through, but it's a little bit. And and those pizzas are good. So I think it's simple things like that, that you uh, <laughs> that you don't you, that you don't take for granted. You know, it's like it's it's better. It's it's you really got to soak it in. And I've sort of said this about about grilled cheese sandwiches and stuff like that, but it's, like, just even simple things you can get. You know, like, you get a bag of just pre-made ravioli, whatever it is, a mushroom ravioli, and you boil it, and then you put, like, just in a bowl with some cheese on the top. You get some shredded uh, shaved cheese. Just put, like, for me, for dinner, I need at least 12, 13 raviolis. And then you put a little shaved cheese and a teeny bit of parsley. Yeah, that's fucking nothing, and it's good. And what I always do to try to make the person that I'm eating it with, uh, which is there's nobody in the room right now, truth. It's just me. But whoever I'm eating with, I go. And it's not going to work if something sucks. It won't work. If you get a 7-Eleven burrito and you go, may pretend this is like this famous place in New York that has these great. No, you're not going to. Now, if you panini press it, no, still no. But that's the closest you're going to get to not having someone punch you in the face to even think because he crunches it all up. But no, no, it's got to be somewhat good. And uh, that's what the raviolis are. You know, I've been trying. I'm not I'm not eating. I'm not saying I'm a, a vegetarian in the sense of like I'm eating butter and all that stuff. And we just did it accidentally. But the other night there are some meats all you're looking for sometimes is the texture and the color i guess visually but more the texture and uh, the texture so we found these like burgers that were pretty good and then now look if someone's just eating the burger no you, i'm you know i'm putting stuff on it that is not you know it's it's not vegan so eventually you know you try to find other things but for now being just trying to be a vegetarian not eating meat um you can put some a lot of stuff on it, you know. So we, I made those patties. I just put them in the oven. I put some like onion on the top, saute. I sauteed it first, put it in the pan, and then just put it on the top just to beef it up a little. And then I put some mozzarella cheese. After they were cooked, I took them out of the oven. This is like eight minutes. You can microwave them if you're lazy. Me, I'm I usually microwave it, but somebody else wants to uh, put it in the oven, which I'm fine with because I don't have to do it. Put it in the oven, boom. Whatever time it is, take it out. Put the onion on it. Put the cheese on it. I'll put the onion on it first. I put that as it's cooking. But take it out, throw some cheese on it, put it back in. Put two on a plate. I made some, you know what? Again, I made instant mashed potatoes. And you should not eat them and just think, oh, they were in about. If you put some, you know, just a few simple little things in there, a little bit of garlic if you want, a little, little bit of garlic salt, some butter, some milk. Some people put a little sour cream or cheese. You don't have to put a ton of it. You can if you want. And you just fucking blend the fuck out of it. Put a put a put put that on the plate. Put the two patties on the plate. And some green beans. Just clean green beans. And then, you know, you, you're eating the potatoes. You put some uh, A1 sauce. That gets... I don't put the A1 sauce on the potatoes, but the little bit... The potatoes gets over there. And... uh you know, as you're eating the, uh, but it, but the, just the A1 steak says on the uh, fake burgers, and then putting mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes, on the. Uh, it just it did the job, it really did the job. I don't even measure when I make instant mashed potatoes. Maybe this will help you. You know what I do. I just pour them in a bowl, you know, about what I think I'm going to want. You do it once. You, you make too many. You don't realize they expand. And then you learn. But then, even then, it's fine. Uh, so you just put a little in any bowl. I use just hot water from a, from the, uh, I, like a, tea, I have a uh, what is it, a teapot or a tea kettle? I just use hot water. And what's the worst thing? You have to add some more. Uh, mashed potato, fake, you know, the fake stuff if you're too lazy to make them. Add some more of that, or you add some more water, or you add some more butter, or you add some more... You just get it until you want it. It's a little bit boom, boom, boom. You can do it. They don't need to boil on the stove. So it's really easy to make them. All right? Oh, my God. So, yeah. Just really, I'm telling you, like, try to the next time you eat a pizza, like... Do it, like remember to turn the lights down in your house and present it, even if you buy some the best way you can do it, present it is like you get some parchment paper. It's so worth it. You just put it out on the table. you don't have to clean anything. Take it from the oven, put it on a clean piece of parchment paper, uh, sprinkle some uh, like um, oregano around it. You have two of those in the middle of the table, or three, depending on how many people are eating. You know what uh, back a while back. There was three of us, and then we all wanted one-third of everybody's pizza. So we just, everybody just took their pieces, and then you made it every other. You made, like, your own pizza with one of those, one of those, one of those. Just every other, every other, every other. And everybody's pizza ended up looking really cool. I thought, that's what I'd do if i owned a restaurant. Yeah, you say if three people order, depends how the pizza is. This pizza cuts real easy, and it's neat. If it's cheesy and you go to pull it apart, they might not be able to do that. But we that's what we do. But last night, I had a different one. And I, like I said, I know it's Vaughn's frozen pizza, but don't underestimate. Don't think, yes, like enjoy it. Put the music, the lights, put some music on. Put some music on. Find some really cool music. Turn it low. Of course, like light one candle if you can. One. I have oil. these little oil lamps goes a long way sometimes you're just sitting already so you'll just won't get up and turn something down do it fucking do it it's going to change your whole night and and you know this is something a little different you know uh when we before we were quarantined and we still do it now just the two of us but Before we were quarantined, we would have like where we just went around and watched YouTube clips that somebody, you know, somebody would say, watch this. It didn't have to be music, but a lot of times it ended up being music. Um, We all seemed to like live performances. so Everybody would try to find a good live performance, but it could be anything. It could be Eric Olson once showed us this thing about fish under the sea. They make sort of art in the sand to attract the other fish to get a mate. It was crazy. So something like that. But a lot of times it was music. And uh, um, it was it was always a lot of fun to watch something visually. That was the only thing. If we made one rule, it was uh, it, it, let it be visual. Like you don't want it just where there's a still of the record up, and uh, just let it be visual. So oh, I just took a drink. So. Uh, something that we've done occasionally but did, did a few nights ago and I really like it and I think you'll like it too. Um, try just listening to music. We did it on the TV. We thought, well, we'll turn the light all the way down because it's easy because you both got your phones and I can just like, get whatever I want. But we couldn't turn it off. And even with it all the way down, it's something. There's something about being in a room with absolutely no lights. You know, at least as little as you can get. A candle. Or if you don't have a candle, like a, a a string of Christmas lights with a... You know, whatever. Just something. Nothing. Nothing. And listen to music. Because we tried it with the TV. And I was like, oh, okay, it's working. I went after a song. I'm, no, it's not. Turn the TV off. Pitch black. Except uh, one oil lamp in the middle of the table on really low. That's it. And... uh and you really listen to the song you really m- you know it really works it's really different it's really different and i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it it was i think you will too and you find songs that just work almost every you first you find a song and it's so great you think oh that's the type but then you know you do a different one and you're like oh that works too It's just everything works And it's not that I don't want to go back to doing it where we watch visual stuff, but it's a nice change. (laughs) You know, I want to do this, and then we're going to call... Nick Lipa. You know, I should know. M- hold on one second. I'm going to read something. There's, uh, Mike is a comedian that works at the. Um, I think we're going to do two things. Here. I'm going to bare my soul and read this to the best of my ability. But Mike is a comedian that happens. I don't know if he still well, doesn't work at the improv now, but he really got how to put together a room. He has a, a group of friends and they do shows and they do them right. Like they get it. And they're proud of it, and they should be. They, these guys just know how to go into a room. And some of the stuff they said they learned from watching me set up the lab, but let me tell you something. First of all, that, that I'm, what is it, honored? It melts my heart. But a lot of people see the way you set up a room. Most people don't do it. You, you do, it's weird because you're saying you admire someone because what you did, they kept going. Yeah, yeah, I am saying that, because it's something, look, I, I just care about it, and I know a lot about it, and uh, not, not in any, any more way that somebody else that really cares about something, so you take note, and one of the things you take note to are really cheap ways to make a room look, not just, oh, a little better, like, shut the fuck up, this is a real room, and they notice, and then they, but they're on their own, I'm not there when they're looking at a room, I could tell the way they say they size it up. And they go, where's that? No, that's got to be blocked. That's got to be okay. We'll do that there. And they go in and they really make any space like really fucking cool. And the reason I benefited by that is when I was doing my show at the lab, you know what's, you know what I'm embarrassed about? There's like five of them and I love all of them. But I'm spacing on their names except for Mike's. But it has nothing to do with the way I feel about them. I hope, and I think they would know that. Uh, so anyway, a, f- a lot of them work at the Improv, just like a lot of you know uh, newer comedians. You know, you have a you have a job. Sometimes it's at a comedy club, and uh, they when they work there, uh, it was so nice because what are the odds you have doormen like that that really know about comedy? Every decision they make, they kept the curtain shut once the show started. You know, the one that blocks the door, so when people come in, there's a, a sub area in case they come in late. They kept that shut. They, they took out seats when uh, they weren't needed and then brought them in if they were and just kept it quiet and just were great, just friendly at the door, gave a shit, set up the tables on the patio with those electric candles all over the place, turned music on, and to have like three or four of those guys on, it, was, it relaxed me. It made me have good shows when they were there. So because of it, and I know now they're doing they'll do um, they do these shows for the uh, USO shows, but they do them for free and they just started a nonprofit organization, if I'm saying it right. But they go do these shows for free. And uh, I'm sure the whole thing is just to maybe to I don't know what it is. I was going to say it's to raise money, maybe because, you know, for the airfare, stuff like that. But um, I'm going to try to read this. So this is what Mike, the reason I'm going to ch- do this is because Mike is one of those guys. And I, I, I explained just now in, you know, simple terms that uh, they're starting. They started this nonprofit organization. And, uh, and, it's, and I, what if I say it wrong and they're mad now? They're like, that fuck. But I'm going to read it. So it doesn't matter if I said it wrong because then I'm going to read it. But I get the gist of it. I get the gist of it. And they go do these shows. And let me tell you something. I've done a few shows, just a few and they're not even like overseas they're just like on, in like a base in California or a base in I went we went to um, uh, where, El Paso and they're appreciative they're like so fucking appreciative where they might lack in maybe not getting a nuance of something and not, not all of them but just you know depending on what it is they make up for enthusiasm and just so excited that you're there they were so, uh, so appreciative and it, and it made you, it was fun to do it for them. Okay. So here we go. Oh, this is not easy. Hey Todd, it's Michael D'Angelo, the door guy. You know what? I'm going to read this exactly, but I'm going to read it in a funny voice cause it'll help me read it. But I'm truth reading it word for word to my best of my ability. Hey Todd. I'm trying to read it like he would read it. Hold on. I'll show you how he would read it. Hello? 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 Hello, 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 hi, hello, 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 okay. That's how Mike would read it, because he's got a pretty deep voice. First of all, let me read the first part. Hey Todd, it's Michael D'Angelo, door guy. With the scar on his face. You know, it, it's so nice of him to do that because it really does. Now, I know Mike at this point. So it, uh, I'm at the point now where I go, Mike, you don't have to put the guy with the scar. Now, if he says Mike from the improv, yeah, that helps me. At this point, he could say D'Angelo. But, um, but for a long time, it did help. Every time he said it, there's, it's undeniably, uh, you know, he's the door guy. He does have a scar. It looks cool. That's the type of scar I'd want. And, uh... So he goes... I, so you don't, I felt like saying you don't have to say that anymore. Okay, so I'll read it like him. I won't do it over the top. I'll just try to imitate his voice.
2: Hey, Todd, it's Michael D'Angelo, door guy. I have the scar on my face. I hope quarantine is treating you like shit. Now, by the way,
4: truth, this is really what he wrote me. <laughs>
2: God knows you deserve it. Not God, just you know you deserve it. You're a big piece of shit. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, my God, Todd. Anyways, glad you're doing well. <laughs> 501C3 Nonprofit. Wait, wait, hold on. Tour. Okay, we're doing well. We produce a live comedy show for the military, similar to USO, tour, but ours are free. To the military, we have been touring bases in California and Nevada for the past two years. I'm looking for a way to get the story in front of more veterans in order to provide more services more services far and wide. Would you consider sharing our story with your listeners Either way, I love you, and I hope you, and I hope you trip and fall <laughs> today. <clears throat> visit our website www. rapidfirecomedytour. Rapid fire comedy tour. Oh, visit our website rapid fire org. visit our website www.rapidfirecomedytour.org
4: All righty How do you think I did Mike So anyway I gave them high praise which means wherever the So you know how you get the gist of I wouldn't That's a lot to read for me but those guys, I want to support anything they're doing. Anybody that goes to one of their shows, they're doing exactly wherever they go. That's what they do. They can help but set up a room great. And now, you know, you know, and this is good, especially now, you know, just go in. Uh, having them come on to your base and do a show could be completely different from another. I, I'm not, I'm not, and I genuinely am not saying that. <laughs> Most comedians just as maybe I was going to say, nor should they like it's not really your job as the comedian to go and, you know, make the space. I mean, you, you get there, you try to do what you can. All comedians get there and go, hey, could you turn off those lights in the back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you're when you're doing something that's not as for the military, you're always extremely gracious about it because, look, they don't if it's not set up. Sometimes they have you in a room that's got a stage. It's got lighting. But other times you're just wherever you are. And you just try to make it not in a in a in a. Um, no comedians ever do it in anything. But a, we want to make the show great, you know, so, yeah, let's turn it off back there. They're like, we could do it in this room. You're like, oh, OK, you know, sometimes they have a place set up in advance. Uh, but, yeah, all comedians will will try to do like what you can do. Hey, do you have any music you can play? But but these guys know they they they'll I guarantee like they will find ways to put up a wall if it's like uh, there's like I can see these guys being like if there's like a like hundred like cases, just whatever. And they'll stack them all up to make a, to make a wall to make the, where you perform in front of And then go get two clamp-on lights and get up on a thing and tie it on a thing. And then they can completely make the whole place dark. And that's the type of creativity that they do. Even when they're doing shows here in L.A. But I would love to see like, what they do when they're doing these military shows. For free. Go then d- donate money. You hear me, people? I don't care about the pandemic. I'm so fucking tired of hearing about it. You got a few bucks. Bullshit.
2: Yeah, bullshit. Yes, bullshit. Thank you. All right. So
4: I just gave those guys very high praise. And when I said that whole thing about stacking up the cases, because I, whatever I think... I'm thinking I, I, I've seen what they do at the improv and they showed me pictures. So I know they... Yeah, we think alike. I'm not afraid to say it. You think I'm afraid to say it? You think then it looks like I'm complimenting myself if I compliment them? No. They take it past what I do. I just like to have somebody else to talk to this shit about. And I love when I see those guys. We sit upstairs in the green room. There's an awesome green room at the improv. It's just fucking nuts. Above the little showroom. Above the lounge. That only holds 80 people. Uh, 75 and uh then you go up the back stairs, i always got it real dark and you go up to this it looks absurd, big comfortable couches everywhere, a roof you can go out, the John Lennon and 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 Andy Kaufman and Richard Belzer and Mitch Hedberg and uh you know, the list goes on and on, Doug Benson uh smoke pot out there. It's got a lot of it's got a lot of soul that place. And, I'm, and I and you know what? I miss it I can give a shit so uh I can't believe Mike's still listening so sad it's sad right it, 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 it's it's I mean I would listen honestly if somebody said hey we said some kind things about you I would go listen so I like to talk about it like if, if people are you know they come here and it's not what I it, truth I meant every word I said truth George Carlin, truth. I'm slowly weaning over. Oh, yeah. it will be the day I don't do that anymore. Joe's going to have to change the opening song. Joe, do you listen to every show? If you do, I want you to say this to me. Pineapple, 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 pineapple. Do you listen to every show, every, all the way through, because you would have heard this. If I decide to change, we well, I did, out of George Carlin, for reasons that make sense, and to just the truth, it's no disrespect. I give George a rest. It's adorable. Uh, could you change the song? Or are you too fucking lazy? <laughs> Mike, don't forget about it. Mike's like, Diddy, you think they're gonna move on? No. If I'm gonna say something and and I'm gonna make you, you know, I'm gonna really just try to go all the way, right? These guys are great. Hello, Hello. Mike, and that whole who. Hoodl- who lagoons? yeah okay Hooligoons. hooligans hooligans hmm. it's past tense. what if somebody just shit just really that that made them laugh for some reason they're like i know this is gross but just like right out of there just that would be the ultimate to be able to make someone you get them so out of the blue it's like it's sometimes it's like boxing you know it's like not that i not that I, do, you know, boxing should come to an end. But it's like boxing, where you like, go right, you go left, you go right, and then boom, yeah, that's what you do with jokes. You go, oh, I think you're going there, then you went there, then you flipped it back around, back, shut the fuck up! <laughs> you know what I mean? Someone had to, la- I almost shit once. Um, <laughs> one, twice. Once with Doug Benson. He just was doing something, and he wouldn't stop, and it was just so fucking funny. Doug's fun to hang out with. He's always, um, he's pleasant. I've known him for, since 1990, and he's, you know what, it doesn't mean he doesn't have trouble like everybody else, whatever it is, but he's always pleasant. I like that. He's predictable. And then one time, I mean, I'm talking about two times, I was like, oh my God, I almost shit in my pants, uh, with Rory Scoville. And he knew what he was doing. He was just being cruel. He was just being mean. Well, he's a bully, and everybody knows it, and everybody talks about it. In the comedy community, Rory Scovel is a bully. Would you, would you do me a favor and be a dear? Would you tweet at Rory Scovel and say, "Todd Glass said, stop being a bully, and watch his Netflix special, Act Happy." Okay. Who's tweets for me? Three people. No, and I really need you. You. you uh, but I'm gonna have to. Here's what I'm gonna do, folks. And I don't want to have to give Aristotle any edits. I don't know what you want to hear do you want to hear what do you need to hear you know what i'll tell you what i'm gonna play because i think you never know where someone's at and this is just a good recovery song so and then i'm gonna go to the bathroom and then i'm gonna come back and uh we'll have some fun i feel like i'm just you know i'm getting my straw i'm just getting into it you know is that such a bad thing? Just take just take a second. Take a second.
0: It is your ten. And I'm a baby again. I need my friend.
4: listening with you
0: can't fill it by always running away can't fill it by finally deciding to stay if you're like me an addictive personality
4: you gotta
0: admit that you
4: gotta ah, da, and you gotta forgive and you gotta be nice, and it's okay to be happy, and everything's great, and you look so cute, and you're so goddamn nice, and your s- cheeks I wanna squeeze, and your face I wanna mush, and look at you, and you're just so great, and you just, just so something about you so great, and you just, just so cute, i am fucking mush the shit out of you. I don't care who you are. You think you're tough guy, girl, person? I'll mush the fuck out of you. I will mush the fuck out of you. To help me
0: stay side by side. How
4: do you say that right? Sometimes like the verbiage for, for the, uh, to be, you know, instead just to be... Uh, You know what I'm saying. I'm a little high, so I don't want to talk about anything that involves, you know, sort of. But you know what I mean with the verbiage sometimes. How would you say that? You know, whenever you ask, somebody gives you an answer. If you ask somebody, hey, how do you say that? My friend Dave Rath was saying that he had to do a pitch, and they don't identify male or female. And uh, the, uh, is it, I'm forgetting the word, but uh, you know the sentiment of what I'm talking about. You know, it's like everything else Dave does. He's just always like. He made it so matter of fact. He goes, Yeah, in the picture in a moment, I was oh, like, you know, I figured it out and then you said yeah, it wasn't that hard. It wasn't that hard. You know why it's hard, not hard because he gives a shit. If you're just doing it, yeah, it's different. It's like, you know, but he goes, Oh, but he's so matter of fact about it. And uh, it, this is why I love him. Dave Rath. He goes, yeah, well, you know, because we're talking about like you can either be grudging that stuff or you can and uh But uh that that right there I hit a plateau, right? So I wanted to reference I will mush. I'll mush your your face. That's everybody. I'll mush your face. Here we go. I'll mush your face. You kidding me? Oh well, I mush it. You're not done. You need more love. You like this effect in my voice, or do you like this one? If I'm gonna hello, 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 hello? I'll mush the fuck out of you. You are you smiling? Where are you at? Where are you at? Uh, do you do, you, do you think you need some more music? <laughs> All right. What's this?
0: To play still.
4: My right, I don't have time. All right, let's call Nick Lipa. We called Nick last week, but then the show got uh, it, it, we had some trouble. I don't know why. Like I said, oh, I said on the opening that I turned the light on, the master. There's a master switch that turns everything off in the studio. And I put tape over it this week so I don't shut it off again. Although that shouldn't affect the recording, but it might have. So call, you know, who should I call first? Call Danny LaBelle. Hold it up. Hi, Danny LaBelle. Is how this
1: well, uh, Mr. Todd Glass?
4: Yes, this is. What what did you say? Uh,
1: this is a Mr. Todd Glass. Yes.
4: Yes. Be careful with your accents.
1: Uh, how can I be careful?
4: Oh, oh, um, oh! I'm sorry. I thought this was Danny. I apologize. Who, who is this? Did I get? Is no, this?
1: It's is, is it's, look, this is Danny's secretary.
4: Oh hi! What's your name? I didn't even know he, had a, you, he has an assistant or a secretary.
1: Mister Danny never let me tell my name to nobody. It's one of the things I complain about at the
4: job. Oh no! Tell me your name. I, let me. I know Danny. I'll tell him he, uh, that I'll be. That, that's yeah. not. That's not nice. He, you have a name. What's your Mr. name?
1: Mister Smartglass, you don't know that Danny. He seems like a bad guy for you, but he's a very cruel man. He's a very cruel man. Okay,
4: we he are. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Beautiful. Ho, 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 ho. Just yeah? one second. Uh, I'll edit this out, but we're doing the podcast right now. <laughs> okay. What?
1: Yes. Okay. He's a very, very cruel man, Mr. Lobel. Very cruel. You don't, let me, you don't let me talk to nobody. You always say, you answer the phone. You don't give your name out. You are but a worker.
4: Well, but you can t- Okay. Too. The, he can have his rules, but I have mine. You tell me your name. I won't tell him you told me. I want to know your name.
1: My name is Alan.
4: <laughs> Hi, Alan. Hello, Mr. Professor. I'm going to talk to Danny. I don't like that. He seems so... N- I mean, would you... Does He probably doesn't want you telling me this, right? Or you don't care anymore. Of course
1: not, me in a split second. Are you kidding?
4: Do you have a family? In a Do you have a family? Of
1: course I have a, I have a beautiful family. How many? Tell me how you many... What he tells me for, for my family? What he it? Says, said, don't wait. bring up the family. When you talk to anybody, if it's a celebrity call like Mr. Douglas. You, t- you don't bring up your problems and your baggage. He called my family my baggage. He said it to me. Honest. this is what he says to me. He says, your family is your baggage, Mr. Daniel. And no, let me... No, no, Mister
4: Allen, he said to me. <laughs> yes. Mister Daniel says. Okay, well, I'm listen. I I, 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 this is just. How many kids do you have?
1: I have. Uh, well, it depends. You count the ones I adopted. <laughs> Yes,
4: of course, of course. Very <laughs>
1: because Mr. Daniel, he says, don't, don't count because you are adopted. I said, I love them anyway. They're my children. I raise them.
4: Yo, I'm he sorry. Says, no, I didn't. Count. Hold on, hold on. Slow down just a little. You said, what about loving them?
1: I said, I love them with all my heart. You know, I raise these children. I adopt them. He says, no, you can't call them your children and not your children. I only count the uh, children which are biological. Wow. Can I that's tell you Mr. the truth? Daniel, that's the real, Alan. That's the real Mr. Daniel. You need- this is the guy who you
4: promote on your podcast. Well, let me it's tell you something. That. I really appreciate you telling me this because I have a, look. There's somebody that's very famous, Truth, that acts all nice. This is Truth, even in the bit, it's Truth. There's someone who's very famous, and they act their whole message is positivity. And by the way, I should point out. Alan, that there are a lot of people that their persona is positivity, and they are positive. That happens a lot, and that's really nice. And that does happen a lot. It's not like everybody that seems like oh, they seem like a good person. You don't even know them; just somebody you see, they seem like a good person. You know, maybe a. a, a, a I, I wish to work. I wish to work for someone like that. Well, this, this, help. yeah, this Danny. Uh, is not like that, and I think that, like I was saying, there's somebody else in uh, bigger than Danny. That uh, their persona is very nice, but you find out mean story after mean story after mean story after mean story. Uh, so I don't like it. Are you? What if he hears this podcast? Do you want me to edit this out?
1: You know what? Fuck in. The world needs to know who this guy is. You know, enough is enough.
4: Is there? Can you I you ask you, to Mr. A- Alan? Because I want to be fair. Mr.
1: Daniel is a very oh. large man. He's what, a plump man.
4: Mr. All right, Daniel. you don't... Hey, 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 hey. You don't need to... That's not... That's what? not... We're not upset with him because when of what... I'm, no, no, I'm you're...
1: I'm just telling the, the truth. This is how I describe Mr. Daniel. He's plump uh, he, he sits there, and he has for himself sushi bar. Okay?
4: Wait, he has sushi a sushi bar, bar at the he house? No, he eats a
1: sushi bar.
4: Yeah. He eats
1: it. So I said to him, Mr. Daniel, I'm very hungry, please. Can I have a little piece from sushi bar? You know what he said to me? What? Honestly, he looked at me and he said, didn't you eat yesterday? <laughs> That's the real Mr. Daniel, who you promote, Mr. Douglas, on oh. your show. Oh, no, I'm telling you because you seem like a very good guy. A no, I appreciate guy. I to your show. Thank you. Religiously. Thank you. Yes. And- you, are, you stand for the right things. Thank you. You stand on the, on the right side of his stories. And, and uh, Mr. he he's abusive. He's very abusive
4: man. Can I ask you a question? I don't want to be, do, do, you know, uh, a five and dime, you know, a, a sensationalism okay. here. But so I love that you know, these people eventually, one by one, you have to just sort of exp- uh, expose them. But so we can be fair when exposing him, is there a good part to Danny?
1: That's a very difficult question. My wife asked me this one all the time. And uh, I don't really know. I, I'm, I'm a very low-level person in the, in the hierarchy
4: of... Um, you said that it was very complex. Uh, you said, uh, the, 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 is there any good qualities about Danny? Um, by the way, I'm dropping this podcast, and you sure you're okay with this?
1: I am okay with it. Enough is enough. And like I said, Mr. Douglas, at a certain point, a man has to stand up for himself. You know, if nobody else will. Yes. And I wish to have a voice. And I want to... I am very low in the sphere of influence, you know. Nobody listens to me. You're the first man who has given me a voice. And if I can say one thing, and I want to say it very, very clearly, somebody needs to cancel Mr. Daniel. Cancel this man. (laughs) Well, I wish No, no, no. to hashtag on Twitter. I wanted no. to write no, no, no. Cancel, hold.
4: Cancel, okay. you, we, Daniel has confiscated my not, Twitter from me. not that I, put me on anymore. Hold on. Uh, uh, just, Alan, just, hold, hold, just pause for one second. I'm going to let you have... You're going to get to express yourself okay. in so much. You just give me a second here. Um, but it's, thank you. Mr. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, but, uh, I, I, not that I even have a problem with canceling somebody if, if somebody does something horrific, but, but we don't want to overuse that as a ploy. Um, I think that's what you do when all else fails and you've, you've asked somebody to do something, you've asked them, it's, it's been out there in the, in the energy of, uh, you know, even not directly to that person, but that, that community has been asking and they ignore it and they ignore it. Eventually I'm all right with that. I actually am okay with that. And most people are when it's stopping something that they want to be stopped, Uh, okay, but let's not go there with Danny right away, what did he, what did he do that you think he should be canceled for, give me, I don't want to be sensationalistic here, but give me something, what does he do to you, doesn't he, someone said something about punishing you if you miss a, is there a story there that I heard that I never believed was true actually.
1: Uh, Mr. Judge, I put to you like this. You know, I very much agree with your uh, assessment about this cancer culture. I'm pretty much against it myself, generally speaking. But sometimes you have a man who is an unstoppable monster, like Mr. Wow. Daniel. And I'm telling you, he's an unstoppable monster.
4: What does it's he crazy. give me? You have to, get, you have to give me s- what? Like what type of s- stuff?
1: All right. So I'll give you an example from what Mr. Daniel did to me very, very cruel thing this man did. Yes. So he said to me, Alan, buy me one big bag of sunflower seeds. So I said, okay, sure, no problem. And he gave me the money, no problem. I, said, oh, I went to do this job for him. So then I come back. I said, here is the sunflower seed. He says to me, Alan, remove all the sunflower <laughs> from the shells, but don't bite them. Use your fingernail now, Mister Daniel. Know one thing about me? I keep a very low fingernail, very low. You understand how cruel this is to ask me to do? <laughs>
4: well, yeah, that does seem a little tedious. It seems to be just uh, because you can. You know, there's no reason he could because what was hap- uh, Because you could just go buy him sunflower seeds that were out of the shell. Right, of
1: course. I could have, um, I could have done many things for, uh, Mr. Daniel, uh, he just don't, he don't give me the, um, what's the word for, flexibility. He's saying, like, he does not say nothing to me. He just say buy, Mr. Allen, buy sunflower seeds. He don't say, I want no shell on the seeds. So then I said to him, Mr. Daniel, please do me one thing. Let me return the seeds and I buy you the ones with no shells because,
4: what do I pay you for, huh? Uh, he's so what cheap. You mean? He's so cheap, isn't he? That Danny cheap, LaBelle is a big... Like a... What? He's cheap like a bird. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Yeah, Dan- cheap. Danny LaBelle. And I got to be honest with you, Larry. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, uh, more bring Alan, who he is to... Alan, Alan I'm sorry. I'm trying to bring more who he is to life than... than than to just uh, roasting him, but uh, or whatever you want to we'll call it. But uh, it, it's funny. He always acts like he's such a he, – he told me once he gives the dominoes, and I and I. and this is what he told me. I, we were talking about tipping and during the pandemic, and I said – he goes, I always give the Domino's guy 20 bucks. always. Does he? Okay. Yes, this is true. He has some kind of a
1: thing with the dominoes. He thinks dominoes is just like an elevated status, you know? Oh, he he's always... This is actually... This one I can't be... I, I, I call it like I see it, Mr. Doddod. He, he is telling the truth of the dominoes.
4: He because does.
1: Because for some reason, he thinks it's a status symbol to have dominoes. And but, he's always trying to stay in good with dominoes. Cody so Wood... for some reason, yeah. he, he's, he's always over... I won't say over tip, but he gives a, a, a very large tip for anyone associated with the Domino's corporation. And I said to him... Mr. Daniel, please, will you treat me like
4: this sometime? He says, I don't see no
1: dominoes on your car. Yeah. That's what he He sounds like... He says this to me.
4: Well, here's what I'm going to do. We have to go, but I want to I wanna let you... I'm letting you... Look, I hope that the voice I gave you was... Uh, I'm going to... Th- we don't drop this show until Friday. I'm going to have to uh, do... I don't know how I can... I have to think about it, but I think I'll leave this in, and I, and uh, only if I don't think it's fair, I'll take it out. But I guess if the audience is hearing this, then I left it in. But uh, this is weird dude. Danny yeah. LaBelle, a fucking cheapskate. And a mean person. More, more. I, I'm sorry. I, it's disrespectful to you to say after you talk, and all I do is say he's a cheapskate. That was just one little uh, a slice of uh, Danny fucking LaBelle. You he's, he's yeah, Do you think he's funny? Do you think he's funny? Not. And I know you got to go. Do you think he's funny? Be honest with me. Don't. Look, if you want, tell me the truth. I'll edit it out. I swear. Do you think Danny LaBelle's funny? I
1: think, he's, I think he's very funny, but in a way like uh, uh, Woody Allen. You know Woody Allen? It's like sometimes you're laughing, but then you say there is so much controversy that uh, I don't know if I can enjoy it, you know?
4: Do you think he's handsome? Cause he, uh, it's a
1: good question, too. Like, I said to him many times, Mr. Daniel, you have outgrown eyebrows. They are like, a wild field. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you need to tame them. But he says to me, Oh, Alan, you think everything is so uh, out of control. You always so, like, you know compartmentalize everything. I said what does this have to do with him? He says, no. I let my eyebrows go crazy. I said, you know, Mr. Daniel, this is very much indicative of the whole way that you relate to the world. You just let everything go. I don't care about nothing. You know, I I treat Mr. Allen bad. I let my eyebrows crazy. This is the problem with Mr. Daniel. He could be a good person. He could have a nice, clean eyebrow. But will he do it? No. He refused. And my brother-in-law, he does eyebrow threading. He said, "Bring Mr. Daniel. I will do a beautiful job for him." And as a favor to you, Mr. Alan. And I said, "I could." I, I said to Mr. Daniel, "I said, do it from me, from my family, for a gift." He says, "No, Mr. Alan. I will not take any gift, and I will not tame the eyebrow, and I will not change my behavior." And this is why the man needs to
4: be canceled right away. Okay. Well, let's uh let's let's I don't want to go there yet, but I let you voice cuz you think he should be, but I can't join you but not yet. But uh, I like the I had a feeling to be honest because a friend of mine saw Danny driving around gone through a Starbucks and he didn't have his mask on when he got to the uh, window. Correct.
1: This is the kind of behavior that is very typical of Mr. Daniel. Does very he wear a mask typical.
4: around you? Does he wearing a mask around you? Be honest. He be- tells
1: me he wears it, but he says, if you misbehave, Mr. Allen, I take the mask off, and oh. we are both in danger. Oh,
4: that's horrible. He said that to me. That's horrible. He, he really said that. Life. Hold on, hold on. He really said yes, that?
1: Yes, he threatened my life. He, you know, sometimes he put his finger right on the band by the ear. He says, yeah. Mr. Allen, it's coming off. It's coming off. I said, no, don't do it. He says, I'm going to take it off. I said, please, Mr. Daniel, I do whatever you want. He goes, okay, okay, till the sunflower seeds. You know this is the
0: kind of manipulation that he does it's very bad the sun goes down the dreamless night you're right by my side. Danny
4: LaBelle. holy shit truth that was making me laugh so hard I oh uh, I could just call him I should plan a show and just do it with Danny for an hour and a half.
0: As we fly, as
4: we fly, wow, hold on one second, folks, I just have to text Danny something. Enjoy this.
0: star
4: Take it easy. You know what's great? I'm going to have dinner. Some pasta. Some pasta. Yeah. Hold on. Wow. I I was really laughing really hard. I just texted him. I said, I would do an episode just with you for an hour and a half whatever he wants to do i'll just follow him i like sometimes i like swaying him in a direction and he always does it but sometimes it's fun to just follow danny let danny do whatever he wants oh he, if he hears this then he's going to be out of fucking control but it is it is a good thing to do to let him just facilitate him he's funny enough where i think it would be a great show because yeah he's it's like James Adomian, you know, he's just, he's just a, he's just like a, I don't know. It's, he, he, I know he's going to hear this and I should hear this. What's wrong with that? I mean, because I, then it just looks like I'm uh, too afraid to tell him to his face. I'm not telling him shit to his face. Not after I found out what an asshole he is. Wow. I believe it. I believe. What was his name? The, the employee, Larry? No, it wasn't Larry. It was, uh, oh, I hate not knowing. I hate not knowing. Why do you think I don't know? What do you think it is? Well, I get sometimes.
3: I'm not going to lie.
4: There used to be like this joke that like I, I think 10 comedians did. You know, like when I did a lot of colleges and it was like something about, you know the most common used word when you smoke Marijuana. And they'd go, ear. They always had to say the first time real clear, just so there was no... Ear. Yeah. You know, what's the... You know... Uh, the most common used word when smoking marijuana? Ear. And then they'd go... You yeah. know, do the... You don't do that with a bong. But I wanted to do it. And like 10 comedians did it. Alright, I'll admit it. I did it at a college once. We used to do improv because we didn't have enough material. It'd be like three of us doing a show. So we would go back and do improv. But our improv, this is, look, I'm like at this point very young on these college shows. Probably 20. And uh, so we didn't have like enough material. I was with another comedian. We took a show, you know. And, uh... So we would do improv, but improv was very much like we knew, we set ourselves up, like all of a sudden we'd have our hand in our pockets, acting like I'm a cowboy, but then that he would go freeze. someone would go freeze, and go up and go, I know you have two frogs in there. Like, we had so many pre, it looked like, now if we had to swing back through there and do the same thing, no, we couldn't do it, but nobody, uh, nobody, nobody had any cameras then, which I'm fine with. I'm fine with it. I look. I don't have to deal with it like some people. So I understand. It's completely different for certain people that just you know want to be able to go somewhere. And I and I understand why they want to take the phones away. Uh, but I think taking the phones away is is sometimes you have to. Yeah, you you had to grab cameras from people. Now everybody has one. They always had to try to stop people with cameras, but now just everybody has a camera. So, but um, they, it would have been. N- you know, and it's also have audio now, too. So I understand. What I'm saying I don't mind it is because I also think there's the benefits of it. Yeah, the benefits of... Uh, in life. You know, not so secular, right on that. Like, what's the benefit of having more footage of... Uh, blah, 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 fill in the blank. No, not on that, you know, but no. But overwhelmingly, uh, there's a lot of good that comes from, um, I don't know, it's, it, it, I like, I have some really cool videos from going to a show, and I did turn on my camera, and I like it. And me, and you know what, I, Steve Fine Arts, about three years ago, got us tickets to see Paul Anka. And you know what? I would say ninety eight percent of the show, ninety-seven, right? I no more less than you know, right there. If I had to pick a student, I love putting percentages on everything Because it really does explain it. Uh I had my f I never I rarely had my phone out, but I did have it out. Two minutes there. Forty seconds there. Two minutes there. And maybe one more. Probably four times I pulled my phone out. But that show was an hour and 45 minutes. So most of the show I was engaged. But I also have memories of that. So, you know. So I, I just think the thing is, like, I like, I, if you know, that blah, blah, blah. You know, I got stuff to say. Today I was at the store and I thought. Oh, shit. The bullhorn is out. The bullhorn needs batteries. So like. At the supermarket if you had a bullhorn. Let me try to. This will sound somewhat like a bullhorn. Two. One, two, one, two. Hello. 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 Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Listen. Attention, attention. Yeah, you have a bullhorn, you're over, you, you, so I, I have that little red bullhorn, it's pretty loud, no one would probably know, you go an aisle over. There is no line at the 10 or less, if you have 20 or less, you can go over there. People don't know, you just, you know, and then they all run over, and then you get in that line, and then they come back. What the fuck, sorry. All right, we apologize for that, but everybody take any Oreos you want on the house. This is the store manager. (laughs) There was like... Oh, we've talked about that on the show. How many of those uh, curdling... You know what? Oh, 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 manager. There was like a lot of that in the 70s and 80s, I think. We've listed them on the show. But Joanne Worley. Oh, oh, oh. Paul Landau. Charles Nelson Reilly, oh, oh, oh. No. No. you don't even have to know who they are, but you could still enjoy that. That truth, I'm getting the cadence of them. Okay, Joanne Worley, you don't have to know who they are, but there were characters back then. Of course, I'm simplifying it. And they were entertaining. When you're little, some of them, you know, they were just so over the top and, and, and just, uh, you know, so larger than life so i'm just i'm not being rude to them i'm just you know narrowing it down you know Joe so jaron worley this is true she was like well you know Ooh. and truth and then there was charles nelson riley let me see if i can get this right he was more like he would be like ah, rah, rah, rah. no that 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 was uh, ha- that was harry not callous that was um am um, t- truth Everything I'm saying right now, there's a guy named Charlie Callis. And he went, He would tell a joke, go, And he wore a suit. It was funny, I think. This was like comedy that I remember, but I didn't grab onto. The comedy I grabbed onto was always just stand-up First, For what what woke me up and wanted me to watch TV. That seemed like even, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not 20 years old, but even that was just like, it was already around. It wasn't, and then I really got into comedy later in the, probably in 80, 82, 80, definitely 80. No, I started wanting to watch The Tonight Show for stand-up comedians uh, since I can remember, but that was it. Am I making any sense? Don't try to figure it out. We're all fine. Oh, Living Large. I got an idea. This is actually a good idea, and Daniel Kino reminded me of it. Because <clears throat> I told him years ago, Jake Adams had a sofa, and it was like a real... And Jake Adams, when I helped him make his place look cool, and... Uh, he had the sofa that was killer, and he liked to let other comics from out of town stay there, which is a nice thing to do that a lot of comics do for each other. Like, You know, you, you, you took care of me when I was in New York. You come here. And to have an, even a nice bed. So this was like a really big sofa with a firm, uh, like sort of almost like a big square mattress on it, but it wasn't. It was a pillow. It was big, and you could sleep good on it. You get a really good night's sleep on it. Little. It was an efficiency. The size of a, a two-car garage. Exactly the size of a two-car garage. We made it look so cool. And the bed, we're like, what do we do? Like, it's, to get it out of here, you're not going to get anything like it. So we just got a canvas, a piece of canvas from Lowe's. You get the biggest one, like 12 by 12 feet. And uh, he just covered it. And it looks like, what the fuck? It looks great. And Daniel Kino took it a step further. He had two couches. Didn't want to really get new ones because they're going to be moving. But he really just wanted to. He goes, I'll, I staple gun them. Like, I'll. Shove it in there and then staple gun it and then tuck it in, tuck it in, tuck it in and then staple gun it and then just give it a few. I go, but you said you wash it. He goes, yeah. They just, you know, the four or five places where you did it or six and you just pull it out, take the tack out, and you don't, and then you put it in the washer and then he puts it back on. Boom, boom, boom. So it's so it's just tight. It doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> but it really makes an old sofa look good. Like whatever's in your head, get it out because you like. You look at it. it Looks like wow, that looks like cool actually. Hmm. Yep. You you knows it. Ooh, no, you can't whistle on your podcast. What kind of show would I have if I whistled? No. No, you can't. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. Mhm. This song is always sad. I I guess he's leaving, but it's hard is that. He does the hasty leave, but it's hard.
3: I know I said that I was leaving, but I just couldn't say goodbye. It was only self-deceiving to walk away from someone who means everything in life to you. You learn from
1: every lonely day. I've learned and
0: I've come back to say Let me
3: try again Let me try again
1: Think of all we had before Let me try once more
4: It's a beautiful song. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I guess we're going in for the close. Let's call Nick Lipa. We're gonna ask Alexis some stuff. I never hard boiled an egg my entire life. And then uh, the other day, I was like, wanted to put them in a. I bought like fresh spinach. I wanted to just put like a ton of hard boiled eggs in it. Four, for two people. And then I got a bag of mixed vegetables, threw that in there. I like a lot of stuff in my salad. Doesn't have to be unhealthy. Just got to be a lot of stuff. It can be, it can be like egg. It can be um, like a, I just got a frozen bag of mixed vegetables. There's a little bit of uh, peas, a little bit of carrots, a little bit, of, you know, just dumped it in there. I lo- I just microwaved it for like a minute, just so it wouldn't be hot, but it wouldn't be frozen. I did it like an hour before, so it would definitely be. They were perfect mixed in with all the spinach some uh, sweet some pepper some egg some avocado some corn and a lot of spinach and like a just a simple dressing like something like it but it was good like oil and vinegar but had some italian in it it was just it it was good it was like it was a little thicker than i thought it would be which i liked But I didn't know how to hard-boil an egg during the day. I didn't, excuse me, I did not know how to hard-boil an egg. I'd never done it before. But I asked Alexa. And it was, gave me great, you know. I know from a lot of people it seems, how could you have never hard-boiled an egg? I just never did. So, and uh, so I was like, how long do you hard-boil it? And then it suggested you could put it in a little uh, thing of ice when it's done. I think I put it on there for nine minutes. Nine and a half. Split the difference. It was like nine to eleven or something. Nine to eleven minutes. Then I did. I took them out. Said be careful. Put some salt in there. They said that sort of if it cracks, it fills it in and does makes it not. I don't know. I put some salt in there. I didn't even fully understand why. Who gives a shit? And then I um took it out. Be careful. I knew to be careful. Poured the uh, took them out of the water with a spoon. And then I put them in the ice water. I thought, what if they just crack, like, crack, 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 you know, like a million cracks all over. But it didn't. Left them in there for five minutes, like it said. Poured the water out, put them in the uh, put them in the refrigerator. And then about two hours later, I cut them up. They were great. They taste good. You know what I need to get? Vegan gravy. I need vegan gravy. That's what I need to do. I need to go and get, like, because they're not going to be at Vaughn's. So there's some meals that if I could get some good vegan gravy, I'm like, wow. they got to have it you know at this point they have great vegan gravy just like the desserts look how far they came with vegan desserts i can still tell well what are you listening to my podcast for then if that's your attitude uh-huh. <laughs> so let's call okay you don't don't kill me i just don't want to really want to take another break but so i have to go to the bathroom again so, what can we play? Hold on. I know it's the light, I do do bada do do. I know I stand in line each time I land in sun every with you. And afterwards we got into a little and then I started going out and saying something like I love you. And then I go and say it all and thank you. Something stupid, karaoke. Mm-hmm. Sure. No, not there. Yeah, you know what? Hold on everybody. We're going to close. We're going to close, but I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick, and then I'm going to come back, and we'll go in for the slow. The s- well, oh, what am I going to play while I'm gone? Um. Okay, hold on. Just give me a second. I am apologizing. I have a treat when we come back. I hope I don't forget. I hope I don't forget. That's all I'm saying. Oh, you know what I forgot to put on here? Joe McKenzie's Bumblebee. I'll play the fuck out of it next week had it, and then I, uh, you know, what are you going to do, right? Wait, why is this not? (coughs) Hmm.
0: Ta, 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 touch,
4: Uh, 12 seconds longer, and he would not listen to me. He would not listen to me. All right, everybody. Danny LaBelle was funny. Oh, I was going to call Nick. Well, we got a little bit of time. We got 20 minutes. Uh. Hold on here. Something stupid. Karaoke. All right. Now. Maybe I could. You think I could do this? Let me see. I won't be able to, but. Why not try? Two. 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 What? No, no, no. That's not the right. Hello? That's too much. Hello? 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 Hello, hello, one, two, hello, and then I go, you yeah, there it is. That sounds good. <laughs> I know I stand in line until you think you have the time to spend the evening with me. And if we go someplace to dance, I know there's a chance that you won't be leaving with me.
2: But afterwards we drop
0: into a quiet little place and have a drink or two uh, And then I go and spoil it all I
4: say Something stupid, like I love you oh.
2: I can see it in your
4: eyes that you despise the shame of you no before. And after all the doo doo do, do, do da, da 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 Hello, 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 hello. I practice every day to find some clever lines to say that make the meaning come true. But then I think I wait until our evening gets later and then I'm rolling with you. <clears throat> the the time is right your perfumes right, my head it fells so round, as and round, and round, and round. i my I got it I got it Call Nick Leepa Call Nick
0: Nick Calling Nick Leepa
4: Hello Hey, Todd. Wow, you're coming in hot.
5: Yeah, how are you doing?
4: Wow, you really you really got a lot of vump in your vang.
5: Yeah, I got to get the energy.
4: Hey, listen. Got to give
5: the show to the people.
4: Right? <laughs> what's it like where you're at right now? Do you have it dark? Is it bright? And don't fucking lie to me.
5: Uh, okay, it's, there's one, there's two lights on, and they're extremely bright on half the room, and then the other half of the side of the room is completely dark.
4: How do you live like that?
5: Well, you just live on the dark side.
4: Why? Why don't you turn the other side off? I don't get it. Well, it
5: trickles a little bit of light in. No,
4: get a tr- lamp. I can't fucking take it. <laughs>
5: we, <laughs> you you, you, you audio, audio-wise, you can't take it.
4: No, no, because I can't hear uh, you. I'm just talking about, like, you know you were around me so much, you would think you'd go, oh, I would staple gun a burlap sack over a light if I had to well, get it. A- guess
5: what? Guess what? It's dim now. Thank you. It's dim. I turn off the lights. I turn on the one lamp.
4: See, here's perfect. the deal. To and and truth, I changed to George Carlin. The truth. It's just easier. Truth. Um, if I ultimately want someone to be comfortable, how they're comfortable. There are some people that like it bright. If they're having a party, I still think they should take into consideration that it's not the best mood for the masses. Uh, I'd rather I'd rather go you know a little bit too dark than a little bit too bright. If I, if, 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 of course, you always try to make it perfect. I've been to restaurants where I go, they get it. It's not too dark. I'd have it darker, I'll say, but I give them credit for having it this dark. This is, like, pleasable to the masses. But anyway, so you live with me. So ultimately, I think it should be how you, what makes you feel good. I'm just saying I think if most people take the effort, they end up feeling better when it's dark. Not everybody. But I. what about you? What made you not turn those lights out? Okay,
5: I, I did dim the lights, and it, it's dimmable. My friend Bradley's with me. As I dimmed the lights, he nodded his head and just goes, oh, yeah, this is a million times better.
4: Thank you. Thank but you.
5: I have, I have, I have <laughs> taken some suggestions from you. Like last night, I did the hot towel. The
4: hot wow. Who, uh, with friends?
5: Yeah, with my friend Bradley. He's here right now.
4: Cool. Hello. Hey, Bradley. Now, is it true that afterwards Bradley blew his nose with it and ruined the whole thing? That's what I heard. That's the word out of Yeah, it was awesome. So last week, last week when you, uh, we're going to close right now, but I, I wanted to call you because last week the show got, uh, somehow didn't transfer. Did you get my text? Uh,
5: I actually heard, the, I just got your text today and then I actually heard the, the, the little message you put on your podcast. I listen. I
4: listen. So next week, I think I should call you and talk longer because I want you to repeat some of the stuff. Like, th- look, my listeners are going to think I'm making it up because I said last week, I think sometimes. You know, with your stories, Nick, like once in a while, I'm like, wait a second. And then most of them end up going like, oh, shit, this is true. Because, the, the, I mean, the ones about your grandmother, I thought, there's no way that's true. But then I ask questions and it ends up, oh, okay, I get it. But I don't want to get into that now. But I will say, um, did your mom, she brought a cow, a, ba- a miniature cow, into the nail, into a nail salon? Yes, yes. You know what the My weird sister. thing is? I believe you.
5: Yeah, she did. My sisters were getting their nails done, and they needed a, a ride to go get picked up. And uh, my mom decided to go pick them up, and she brought the cow along. And, and it's uh, how
4: big? Yeah. How big is it? Okay, give me an example of how big it is.
5: It's like a as of now, or when she was a baby. When
4: when she was a baby.
5: When she was a baby, she's like uh, a medium sized dog.
4: Okay. Does she shit? Like a dog can hold it in. It knows, but it but you know some. You know how some cows just walking, or is it a horse, and shit comes out of their ass? They don't even stop. They just—it's like not. It's just like you know. It's like you
5: know, she, she's a lady. She stops. She takes her time. Oh, it's and like she'll only do it on grass too.
4: Oh, I like but that.
5: She's, she's not potty trained. It's just that's the way she is.
4: Wow. Okay. Okay. So I just uh, that, that doesn't even matter really to the story. I was just curious. So anyway, and your and so it's a, so it's still the size of it. How do you know it's a horse? Is it does it have hooves or like how, does it look? Why can't it? would they let a dog mean, in the nail Do you know it's a cow? A cow. I'm sorry. I forgot it was a cow. Wait. And that, when did these miniature cows become a thing? I've got good questions.
5: When I, I I don't know on the miniature cow question. I don't know when it became a thing, but I do know. For, like, five or six years, we were the only people in Florida with a
4: miniature cow. Okay, so let me ask you this. What is a full-grown miniature cow? I know there's a range, but just give me a rough. What would a full-grown miniature cow be? Uh, uh, the weight. You know, the weight or a, a large dog, compared to a Great Dane or a big goat, you know, whatever. Would it be as big as a
5: Realistically, I'm guessing around, like... 600 pounds, 650 pounds. Wow,
4: what do you mean realistically? What does that mean? I don't know. You... I'm, I'm pulling that number out of my ass. I no, really don't know. The, the number wasn't my problem. The realistically. You go realistically. Now, what's the opposite of realistically? Uh, Like 500, 400? No, no, you're not understanding. You said realistically, $600. What does realistically mean? Like, Oh, you mean not exaggerating it. Oh, uh...
5: You want me to, exaggerate? probably
4: like 900 pounds. No, I don't want close. you to. Are you listening?
5: I'm listening. I just don't get the
4: bit. No, there's no bit. I'm just saying. No, by the way, you're doing fine. Uh, you were fine last week. All you got to do is be yourself. Okay. You're always great. Don't worry about that. Um, uh, uh, you can't have a story that involves a miniature cow at the nail salon that really goes bad if you, uh, uh, when you know it's true. And I just had side notes for the cow. The cow really isn't the point of the story. The cow, it, you know, it, it, you know, but it would be like, uh, we know there's miniature ponies, so imagine trying to bring one of those into a nail salon, um, and then your mom... Uh, from the stories you've told me, and of course you love her, she's your mom, but uh, yeah. that explains her. Like, explain, uh, hey, Nick, explain your mom in one quick story that explains who she is and where she's at emotionally, and then um, she tried to bring a baby, uh, a miniature cow into the nail salon and got mad, furious they wouldn't let her. All right, thanks a lot, we'll stay away.
5: <laughs> felt rejected.
4: Felt rejected.
5: Yeah, that's, that's, felt rejected for not being allowed to bring the miniature cow in.
4: And turn around, Nick. We surprised you with that same baby cow brought to your front door. Bradley, go over and open the door.
5: Oh, my gosh.
4: (laughs) The Todd Glass Show paid to have a baby cow brought to Nick's door. Nick, do you see it?
5: We are so happy with the baby cow. We're going to bring it to the dog park tomorrow. The the cow is in my apartment right
4: now. No, we're getting it picked up in 20 minutes and slicing it up so you'll have fresh hamburger meat. No. Oh, I don't man. like that bit I don't like that they bit win with them all. I don't like that bit I'm going to uh, just leave it in because I don't want to edit but it, it, well, I have a bit where well, the animal is loved in my bit it ends up they think that's going to happen but then they don't and then the animal runs around the field the miniature cows scare me because that was man-made like right how did they get a miniature cow what did they do just keep having the littlest cows of Of breed, or how do you make? Do you know how you make a miniature cow?
5: You know, I I, these are really good questions that I have never pondered. I have just accepted that there is a miniature cow in my life.
4: Okay, hold on one second. Hold on, here we go. Watch, Lexa. What is a miniature cow? Hold on, Lexa. Lexa, Volume Ten. According to
0: Wikipedia, miniature cattle are found in various parts of the world. Some, such as the Dexter of Ireland and the Vetcher of Kerala, India, are traditional breeds. Others have been recently
1: created by selective breeding.
4: The Australian woman was the expected result of a certain. <laughs> but not all. <laughs> all right, Lexa. Stop. I was going to let her finish because I thought it was quicker. Lexa. Stop. Sorry for yelling into the mic. Lexa. Alexa, what is a miniature cow? Hold on, media,
0: Nick. Miniature found All right, hold on, Nick. All right, Lexa, so,
4: pause. Very annoying. You know, I need my microphone. Lexa, <laughs> hello. Do what you're told. Did you hear about that guy that his Lexa brought him?
0: I found on the web. According to blogspot.com.
4: Hi. Alexa, how do you spell onomatopoeia? Onomatopoeia is spelled O
0: N O M A T O P
5: O E I A.
4: Wrong. Wow. Wrong. This
5: is very quickly going to turn into the Amazon Alexa show.
4: No, this is that answer was wrong. I'm, I'm the guy who thinks my... Just so I can belittle something. I, <laughs> Lexa! Spell elephant! Elephant is spelled
0: E-L-E-P-H-A-N-T.
4: Wrong! There's a silent K. All right, Nick. So, uh, how uh, how's the cow? Do you still have it? I know you don't.
5: I, no, no, no. We still have the cow. Uh, I'm I'm in my apartment. I'm living in an apartment like 50 minutes away. But i still get to go see. I get visitation rights on the weekend.
4: Is your mom so I get there? To go visit
5: the cow on the weekend. Yeah.
4: And you guys are okay.
5: Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, It's one of those things that uh, she stays inside the house. I go and visit the cow. She doesn't have to take care of the cow.
4: Do you ever? No, I know this is immature, but do you ever like take your two fingers, your two point, pointer fingers, when you see your mom? And you put them in your mouth, you know, like a little kid. And then you stretch your mouth out and you stick your tongue out. You ever do that? I mean, just because, you know, she might not know how to react. It might be a fun way to like picture that. Don't just don't just think about it. Think about like really doing it. Your mom walks out. Maybe you see her in the window. You put your two fingers in your mouth. I'm doing it to truth right now. And you go, And you stick your tongue in and out. No, you leave your tongue out, but you move it side to side. Well, you take your two pointer fingers and you go, "Uh," but like you're really angry at her. Like you're—I mean, you're not doing it. You're not laughing. You're like, "Uh," and and she's like, "What are you doing?" You go, "That's how angry I am at you."
5: True, true, to George Carlin, I think my mom has done that to me when I've called her out on something. And then she's like, why are
4: you calling me out on this? he's <laughs> done that exact same thing wow. Well, you know what? To I George, wish her... George Carlin. I wish her... No, I don't do that anymore. I say truth. Two truth. No, okay. truth... No, I keep telling you this. Truth is not... Well, yeah, I don't... Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying. I get it. I get it. I get it. Listen, Nick, next week, talk about a plug. Talk about a tease. It's all Nick. All right. Nick, Nick, next week, Nick Lipa. By the way, I called Danny LaBelle tonight. He was so fucking funny. I thought he was. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He, I, well, he didn't answer, but his uh, his assistant did. And he told us everything about Danny. Um, <laughs> it was so fun. But I'm going to call you next week. One half hour with Nick Lipa next Tuesday. All right. Perfect. Drops on Friday. All right, Bradley. Say hi, Bradley. Hello. Hello. I like how he coughed before he talked. Like, almost like so he'd have a good voice. Like, oh, yes. (laughs) Hello. All right, uh, Nick, I'll talk to you later.
1: All
4: right, I'll see you. Bye. Bye. How about another more fanfare for Nick? Are you still there, Nick? Well we, well, we had some fun tonight. Well, everybody, that was fun. I'm gonna go in and uh, I'm gonna probably eat some pasta. Yep. Well, be nice. Go out there and be the best person you could be. Be overly nice to people that are working. You know what I mean? You're already nice, just even more. Don't be too creepy about it. Just the proper amount of nice. Also, don't be like, you know, you know. Never know how much I love you. Never know how much I care. When you're up, yeah, arms for how me. You're gonna feel the truth. I just can't do it. When you bless me, baby. When you, when you put your arms around me, you're gonna feel it I just can't bear you Ah yeah ah. Yeah, give me a fever. Yeah, give me a fear. Huh. When you wrap your hands, when you grip me all so tight. This is the end of my show, I hope.
0: Here
4: comes Mr. Roger
3: It's you I like It's not the things you wear It's you I like. Starbans, a podcast, <clears throat> a
0: podcast network.